Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Speaking with Influence where you'll hear professional speakers discussing their signature talks and how they educate, motivate, and inspire their audiences around the world. Speaking with Influence is brought to you by the Speakers Guild USA, where we have the perfect speaker for your next event. Visit us at speakersguildusa.com. Well, good morning. I'm Deborah Simpson coming to you from San Diego, California. If any of our listeners are on Twitter, And especially if you're a professional speaker, I'd appreciate you hitting that tweet this button and let your followers know about the show. If you have a question, you can feel free to call in. The number is 516-595-8125. Or you can send me a question via the chat room. It is open. And if you like the show, you can follow the show by tapping the Follow Us button on the show page. Of course, you can always keep up with us via iTunes. Today, my guest is Parshub Botham. And he is known as an innovator and an entrepreneur and has more than 30 years of senior executive management experience. He, like many of the people in his audiences, was a frequent business traveler, consultant, and presenter. As a key executive with four successful software and professional services companies, including Computer Pundits Corporation, the company he founded and ran as president, CEO, and CTO, And he used his proficiency in innovation, executive management, and forward-thinking vision for corporate development and governance. He successfully delivered software solutions to world-renowned customers, including, among others, the National Football League, Cargill, Train, Xerox, Global, Motorola, Lennox, and CSX Railroad. His new liver health, and sobriety has given him the renewed energy to start a new software company while sharing his story with others. Prashub, welcome to the show. It's nice to have you with me today. Well, thank you for inviting me, and um, I am very excited to talk. Yes, yeah, it's very interesting what you do. So I wanted to ask you, I know you had to make some decisions about speaking, so what was it that made you decide that you had a message that was so passionate that you wanted to become a speaker? You know, I, um, since I got seriously ill with uh, multiple uh, organ failures in March of 2018 and went through the whole trauma and recovery process, um, and I had to go through a lot of uh, uh, sessions uh, where many speakers came in and talked about different subjects, and also in my business life, I, over 30 plus years, I have gone to many uh, trade shows and conferences and uh, sat down in many speaking events. I never saw any, anyone talking about use of uh, alcohol in socialization, especially business or socialization. So while I was sick and going through the process of uh, getting prepared for a little transplant, I thought that this is a time to 
to talk about a disease which is fourth largest killer in the United States. And uh, and that has to do with the alcohol intake. I know that we have talked offline about the, um, you know, like you're in the business community and the Chamber of Commerce has a networking event and everybody goes and there's always at every business event I've ever been to, there's always been uh, either beer or wine available to drink. So, you know, when we business owners get into that situation where, and um, I'll just make the confession, I've been down that road where, you know, alcohol starts to become more important. How does that impair business? So, for instance, if you were networking in a business event, how would you know that you were drinking more or less to excess? What would you be doing there? Well, um, you, a person who's drinking a lot, especially in my uh, my life and my experience in business world, um, at some point you will start talking too much to a point where you can <laughs> tell that you uh, you have too much to drink and it's time to maybe slow down. And actually, I uh, didn't realize that until I met with my wife in New York. And she used to work in one of these uh, associations. And she told me after one event that, you know, you should start drinking some water after having two, three drinks in place of water. And and, and that's what, uh, that helped. And, but, um, uh, talking more and then realizing next day that you have uh, talked stuff that you should not have talked to your customer. That's when uh, is the time to know that you are drinking too much. Yeah, and do, how do how do you approach people in sharing that message with them? I would think that. When you're speaking, I know this is one of your talking uh, talking points when you speak. It was cirrhosis of the liver, correct? That is correct. And so when you're talking, when you're speaking, what kind of, how do you start it with people having a conversation with it? Do they feel uh, uncomfortable or, or like you're intruding or are they welcoming of that conversation? It's very interesting that um, when I talk about it, I don't talk about that what people should do. I talk about my story, what happened to me in my professional life. I traveled as much as 80% of the time and meeting with top executives, going to the trade shows and conferences. It all relates to their life. And then talking about what I um, did, uh, the socialization, alcohol in every single corner I can go to, alcohol when I go to the airport and um, go to the airline club and get in the first class seat in the plane, uh, going to the hotel and having a drink and meeting with someone and then going for the dinner, having more drink, coming back and having more drink. So people start realizing that that is their life also and that what happened to them. That, um, I ignored all the um, warning signs, and at one point I was suddenly had uh, multiple organ failure. So people don't think that 
that is something that I'm intruding into their life, but they, they, they start relating to it. And actually what I see there is enthusiasm. I see that people want to talk to me more. And if I give them time while I'm speaking, that I will have a lot of questions. And most of the time, there won't be enough time, and I will end up talking to them afterwards. And then I, I hear more thank yous, and people want to talk to me more even later after I leave than um, them thinking that I'm intruding in their life. And when when you're talking to them, do you talk to them about getting um, seeking out help? Like I know AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, is a huge organization with a lot of different opportunities to meet. Or do you talk to them maybe about going to a, their doctor and talking to their doctor? Or, you know, it's kind of hard to approach people uh, about right. their drinking or even and I and I assume it's a much easier process when you're actually creating a presentation about right. how some forms of socialization can be to our detriment versus others. No, I don't. Uh, I don't tell them to go to any particular organization like yeah. a. Uh, uh, what I tell them is what happened to me. What I did. I end up actually going to. I had only two options. Um, people do not know that that you cannot get a liver transplant. You cannot be put on the list un- until uh, you go through some kind of recovery process and they are sure that you're not going to drink again, uh, psychologically, uh, not just uh, physically. Mm-hmm. Or, or. So well, when I tell them that what process I went through and when I tell them that you know I was ignoring uh, what my doctor even told me that my I have symptoms and they may become cirrhosis uh, later on in my life. And then what I did so basically relates back to them that maybe they should go to doctor, maybe they should get tested, maybe they should be concerned about, maybe they should sign up for some kind of recovery process. That is not only for uh, people who have cirrhosis of the liver. Actually, I was the only one who was there who had cirrhosis of the liver. Most of the people, um, uh, they had some other issues, drugs, or uh, they they may have both alcohol and drugs. So, um, and then I did go to um, uh, some AA meetings, but that was not my process of recovery uh, completely. So I don't really relate to uh, or, or say that go to any particular thing, but I think people uh, get the idea that maybe uh, they should get checked up for the doctor. Maybe they should uh, uh, go to some organization or talk to someone, some therapist. Well, what was the first? What was the first indicator that you had that? you were having some sort of medical issue that led to the diagnosis of cirrhosis and then to the, um, you know, the fact that you were drinking? Oh, there were many, many indications, and I guess uh, doctors and uh, myself both ignored uh, those facts. Uh, uh, When your liver goes bad, a lot of things happen, even before you have uh, uh, fluid uh, that builds up in your body. For example, liver controls all your uh, nutrition, everything from salt to potassium to everything. And 
And then in my case, um, on the hindsight, doctors now know that um, I my sodium was getting low. And one day I just, um, I was in the kitchen, I was cutting a chicken, and I just fell down like I lost power in my body. And I... Wow. They, and uh, the ambulance came. They took me to the hospital, and 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 actually, I was up within few seconds. I got all my energy back, and I was up. And but they took me to the hospital, and they tested. They kept me eight hours there, and they said there is nothing wrong with me. I was probably just dehydrated. Second time it happened again. A month and a half later, I was in some restaurant, and all of a sudden, I just fell down on the table. Um, and they still. Ignore that fact. So some of these signs uh, start happening in different ways. People won't know. The last one was that my skin was on, all itchy. I went to the doctor for a skin problem, and they treated me for a skin problem. They never even tested that I may have some liver issue because that's one of the signs of liver issue, serious liver issue. And finally, um, one other thing happens is liver is, if liver is bad, it doesn't clean your blood, and you start building ammonia in your head. And when that happens, then you lose what you're talking. So that's what happened to me night before I was hospitalized. My wife noticed that I am talking that's not making sense. I never talked that way. And then she called my brother oh. and took me to the hospital. Wow. That's an amazing story. I <clears throat> never talked to anybody who has had that experience before. Um, does it, does it, how do you talk, you know, it's when we're in business and we go to these different events, there's always alcohol there and you're, you're in the business event and everybody's kind of in a jovial mood and drinking. I know what I do in my instance when, uh, I'm a big fan of ginger beer. I love ginger. I love ginger beer. So for me, it's really easy. You know, I'll just ask for a ginger beer and nobody says anything. What are some of your go-to strategies when you're at an event like that and alcohol is being served? Um, what, um, you know, there are many so I'm just curious. Yeah, there are many people that do it in different ways. For example, one person I know, in the hindsight now, I look back to these people who didn't drink that much, so they stopped. So one person, he used to get drinks in front of people, in front of me and many other business people. And he would buy drinks for everyone, and he would buy for himself. And, and then as soon as he get a chance, he will go and dump it somewhere, even in the plant sitting somewhere. And he will ask for... Um, something else like diet coke or uh, some uh, juice um, uh, cranberry juice and then he will keep drinking in front of people um, other person he will just have diet coke and lemon right out just saying that he doesn't drink or, uh, until dinner time so there are many ways that people can do that and I, in my case I used to when I was trying to cut it down although I, it was only for few days I'll cut it down and I will back on to the same track. Um, I will have uh, water in one hand and water in another uh, glass in the other hand and then I will hide my uh, drink somewhere and drink. So uh, it, it depends upon different people. Yeah. 
what they want to do. But my suggestion will be use something uh, like Diet Coke or some other drinks if you want to socialize and make people think that you're drinking, but you're not drinking, just like you use you, ginger beer. Is is drinking still, do you think, a stigma amongst business owners? Um, I don't think drinking is, is stigma. I think drinking is, uh, if you don't drink, then people think, why you're not drinking? Uh, you, maybe you don't socialize. You're very Right. I should have phrased that question that in that manner, the not drinking. I, I have an organization that meets every month. And afterwards, there's always the meeting after the meeting. And that's when all the wine glasses come out and all the, the couple of different wine bottles come out. And it's almost as if the drinking is part of the social event of having the luncheon for the organization. And I've, I've personally found it really easy to just say, no, I don't drink. I mean, that's when I was raised uh, in the Salvation Army, my parents were Salvation Army ministers. And the Salvation Army was founded on the premise of saving the um, people who were down and out and the alcoholics who were drinking so much. So in the Salvation Army, you're never allowed to drink alcohol. So I never had that growing up. And then, of course, you get into your teen years and you start experimenting and then, you know, you get into young adulthood. But when you go into the business community, so often a lot of these events like the evening networking events all seem to incorporate alcohol into them. Um, I haven't had a problem with saying, no, I, I don't drink uh, nobody usually asks me why, and if they did, I'd tell them everything anyway. Um, but I would have to think that there are some strategies that people can employ who don't drink, who, and, and I don't even have a problem telling people, no, I don't drink because I'm an alcoholic, so I'm not going to drink. I don't, I don't ever see that as a problem, but I'm assuming others probably do. So... Um, it just seems to me that people should have some sort of strategy when they're out there about, you know, what they want to, to drink at these events. And I would think it would behoove business organizations maybe to step back for a moment and think about the amount of alcohol that they make available at their events. Has that been something that you've thought about talking to actual uh, business organizations who have regular meetings like Chamber of Commerces about, you know, how much alcohol they serve at their events? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I did that one thing that I do mention in my, when I'm speaking. Um, and you're right that uh, after meetings, uh, you socialize, it's like second meeting. But I'm, I've been going to a lot of these meetings for a very long time. And what I'm realizing in the last few years especially that it's not just the evening event. Now you have alcohol available during the weekdays in trade shows, conferences, mm-hmm. uh, beginning from 11 o'clock. And actually one show I went to, um, it was 10 o'clock. And, and, and it was uh, trade show booths had free wine and beer. So it's like it's, it's 
you can't stop if you're drinking and you drink or people are pushing you into it everywhere you want to go. So, yes, I do talk about it, and I think something got to happen because this is, again, it's the fourth largest killer in the country. And they, the there is something nobody what? wants to talk about. It's the fourth largest killer in the country. Oh, killer. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I bet. Just even the um, the liability that events have for people who become intoxicated at the event, then leave the event and go out and have an accident and, and someone's hurt seriously or, or loses their lives out there. I, I'm really surprised that events would have alcohol so early in the day, though. I don't really go to events like that. But I'm, I'm assuming when you go to a big expo that is over three days and uh, there are wineries there. In fact, I've seen wineries showcase at different business expos where, you know, it's in during the day. I, I don't know. I never drank actually during the day per se. Mine was always at night. So how do how do the organizations that you're speaking at receive the message that you're imparting to their audience? Um, they, they see the motivation to the people to, to slow down. They don't, organizations have not taken any steps not to um, have a goal, but uh, they want people mm-hmm. to be aware of the fact that things as serious as what happened to me could happen to them, that they ignore people think it doesn't happen to them. So that's the message I'm seeing there, but uh, hopefully at some point uh, people start realizing that having alcohol available every single time of the day is not a good idea. No, it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what type of events are you looking to speak at? What are, where are the audience that, audiences, where are they at that you'd like to be able to impact with this message? The, the the biggest problem I see there and where it creates a health problem for sure is organizations where there's salespeople, sales and marketing people, they have to travel. Um, that's where the most impact I can make by speaking because these are people that travel mm-hmm. all the time and and they socialize, finding people, the golf clubs and anywhere you can imagine. Uh, they, they have some sense of um, issue, and that's where uh, I like to speak, or I, I speak. Do you speak to sales teams? Because it would have seemed to me, as a, my husband's been in sales forever, it would seem to me that a sales team is more likely to probably go out in the evening if they're at a trade show or something. So, uh, do you look for businesses that you're able to speak to their sales divisions? That is correct. Uh, uh, it's a um, it's an easy place for me to go and speak, especially luncheons. That sometimes they have sales uh, yearly sales motivation or yearly sales meeting, and and inviting me over to talk for forty five minutes to an hour at lunchtime. Um, that's one kind of uh, event that I participate and I like to participate more. And when you contracted cirrhosis of the liver, when you're thinking about 
the different businesses, I'm assuming that probably is a financial hit to any any person who might uh, contract cirrhosis of the liver and have to go through the process to be able to come out on the other side more healthy. Are companies looking into that as, you know, that affecting the benefits, the medical benefits that they're giving to their salespeople that they might be racking up some uh, bigger charges because they've been diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver due to drinking that could possibly be even more impacted by their position as a salesperson? Well, uh, the only company I know is was my company because they end up incurring more expenses. Um, mm-hmm. Companies are not realizing yet the cost of um, cost they are incurring because a lot of times they don't know. Uh, they know that some person is sick, but their group uh, because of uh, privacy laws they don't know that who is increasing in that group. They can sense some that who may be, but yes, it is a um, major thing, especially for medium-sized companies where they don't have a big enough group. And and so uh, it is going to be a major thing. That's what I want to make companies aware of, that you may be incurring cost of health care, um, or bigger cost if you don't do something about it. But unfortunately, currently, I don't think companies um, are doing anything to stop it. And any, I don't recall anyone that I met to even think about the subject. Um, I want to take a minute out here, and I'd like you to share for the listeners how they might be able to get in touch with you in case they'd like to have you come in and speak to uh, their office or at their event about socializing and what the role alcohol plays in socializing. So if you would just share how they can get in touch with you, that would be great. Um, they can send me an email at beersandpaul, boy mobile, M-O-B-I-L-E, nine, number nine, at com, or they can call me directly. Number is 612 8408090 And I know that we have covered a lot of ground because I'm so interested in this topic and of course um that we in in small businesses especially some smaller businesses where oftentimes the owner is the sales uh manager or the sales rep as well um uh, I'm sorry, I got lost there for a moment. Um, I would appreciate them being able to get in touch with you. Um, oh, I know what it was. I'm sorry. This is where I ask you, what should I have asked you that I didn't ask you? Although I think I came out with a lot of questions for you. <laughs> oh, one thing uh, you didn't ask me that what happened to my business that I was running. And actually, uh, because of the sickness, because I was sick for almost nine months um, last year, I ended up selling my business, and I did not get the value of the business because I had to sell in a hurry. 
I did not know uh, I was going to go. And, uh, oh, so selling the business is, um, was something that you had to do. So you're restarting then? I I sold my business last year, and 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 I have started a new company now. Uh, a lot of people don't have that opportunity, and to be in that position to yeah. be in the business again. So I was very lucky in that sense to get delivered um, um, that quick. Uh, typically, people are waiting for uh, four years, five years. Uh, if they have certain um, blood type, like O. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so time, happy that you're on. Go by ahead. The time they are, uh, by the time they get delivered, they, their body is so deteriorated, they never fully recovered. So I was very lucky in that sense that I was, uh, I was able to get delivered in time. Wow. Well, I'm happy that you're with us and that you're uh, on that path to a healthy, healthy, much better healthy life. Um, I love the fact that you're out there helping small business owners. It would have been nice for me to have met someone like you much earlier uh, than I did when I finally decided that it was time for me to stop that, uh, not only the social drinking, but drinking completely. And I just really appreciate that you've spent the time with me today. I hope that the listeners will get in touch with you about uh, coming into their organization to talk about how best to socialize when there's alcohol around. So, Prashub, thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you, and thank you for giving me opportunity to come to your show. It's my pleasure. And that is the show for today. If you are a speaker and you'd like to share your passionate message with my listeners here at Speaking with Influence, feel free to contact me. The number is 760-685-1960 or send me an email, Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, at speakersguildusa.com. Until next week, I hope you have a safe and prosperous week. Speaking with Influence is brought to you by Speakers Guild USA, where we have the perfect speaker for your next event. Visit us at speakersguildusa.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.